you know, like if you are an expert at something, then you're not starting it. Everyone so, is naive at one point. Yeah, Everyone has to learn something from it. To try something new, you have to have that kind of um, naivety a little bit. Doing something which is worthwhile is very rarely comfortable. 2024, make it the year that you're going to make a change. Yeah, you're 10 years after where we started. So yeah, we started 10 years ago. Now is the time for you to start. Hello and welcome to the Property Developers Secrets podcast with myself, Andy Cook. And myself, Lloyd Girardi. Oh, it's Christmas, he's just finished. We're on, what's this, the uh, day after Boxing Day? Yeah, get the bells going. <laughs> you haven't got a bell, mate. Um, uh, I've got editors, though. But, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully you had a wonderful Christmas, great time with your families, and you know now's that bit where we've just done Boxing Day, we've done Christmas Day. You've overindulged, you're yeah. feeling like you've like, eaten too much, drank too much. Yeah, it's a bit of a lull. Now you've got a few days where, you know, certainly for me... Um, 10 years ago almost it was a bit of time when I was sort of reflecting looking at things new and I'm going to take you back to where I was then actually because that's the kind of point of this episode where myself and Lloyd got started into property development was actually exactly the period of time in fact it's today that you're listening to this in 2014 so we're in that lull in between Christmas and New Year and I was at the time just to take you back to there I was a kind of a I was going to say a busy tradesman, but I suppose I had a small building company um, by that point. We'd done lots of extensions. Um, we'd been going for a few years at that point, and we'd done lots of extensions. We'd built my house, and um, and I'd gone back to doing extensions, but I kind of wondered, I was in that stage of wondering, you know, well, I've just built a house, could could have built more, and how do people even have property portfolios? You know, where how do they you know pay for all of those houses, you know, and all those kind of things. I had a lot of questions, and... That it just hit me at that time because I, I just always I was just always busy, you know. I, I didn't have time to think about about it outside of that. But when I had to have that sort of obligatory week off in between, it got my mind racing a little bit, and I had time that I didn't normally have. So I started, you know, watching a few YouTube videos, um, you know, podcasts. Podcasts weren't such a bad thing back then, but that was the kind of thing, that kind of media, and it kind of sparked my attention, I suppose. And I, I kind of started devouring it. I was watching more stuff. I, I read a really relevant book about, um, you know, streams of income and all that kind of stuff. And it really sort of got me thinking about, well, how could I do next year a bit different to what I've done this year and what I've always done? Because if we do the same things, then we get what we've always got. And, you know, it wasn't definitely a, a flick of a switch where it changed it overnight, but it got me thinking. And this was the period of time that got me thinking. Um, I started to watch other people's journeys um, who were already on that journey, um, more in, in property investment than property development at the time for me, but understanding how people got portfolios and all that kind of thing. Um, and I suppose then after about three days of it, I thought this could be something I could have a go at. I got quite excited by it, about it actually. And I then I approached Lloyd and, um, and you know, that's kind of where it all began for us. But you know, just recap for those who don't know us as well, you know, where we were at that point and where you were, you know, why we knew each other and then kind of what happened from there, I guess. Yeah, no worries. I didn't want to interrupt, but you said 2014, it was 2013, but okay. little things. Oh, but, um, cause it was only because yeah. it was pre new year, obviously. So, yeah, that's yeah. it. So, so yeah, so very close. Later, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so pretty much 10 years ago, um, I was in a job. I enjoyed the job. I didn't mind it. I wasn't paid loads, but it was a period of my life I just... I've I just wanted to do something different. And the real catalyst that made that change was on the 4th of November, 2013. Unfortunately, I lost my uh, my dad 
uh, from a brain tumor. He'd been battling it for 18 months. And in those 18 months, I've been sort of thinking, oh, I need to do something. I want to do something for myself. But it wasn't until my dad had passed away that the realization of actually life is short. That's when I sort of made the choice. So I was kind of procrastinating, putting it off, mainly because I didn't know how to start. And I just put it off, put it off, put it off. And then obviously things changed. So I knew Andy from a family party. So Andy is my wife's cousin. We used to play golf together. And I used to talk to Andy about this whole business and starting something for myself. Um, and yeah, as soon as my sort of dad passed away, that's when I sort of said to Andy, like, I'm ready to start now. How do I get started? What do I do? How do I get going? It wasn't until, well, 20, I think it was the 28th of December, or 27th, 28th of December, 2013, that Andy phoned me having looked at all this content himself, I think it took you a while to make the call to say, well, if I make the call, I'm I'm going into it with someone else or potentially going into with someone else rather than on my own, which you've done uh, on your own, sorry, which you've done for the past few years. So I think it was a big choice for you at the time. Um, you just said, look, I've been looking at some property stuff. I've got a ticket for this event. Do you want to come along? And we went to the pub to sort of talk it through and, you explain what you've been looking at, what book you've read, what content you've been watching. And you sort of say you, you gave that as a test to say, look, watch that, read that stuff. And if you do, then there's potentially an opportunity that we can look at. And again, we didn't know we were going to be working in business uh, together going forward. It was just, here's a property investment show type thing we can go to. And it was very much, it wet the appetite a little bit in terms of the property side. So previous to where, where I worked, I worked for Taylor Wimpy for a few years. I was in mortgages for for a few years as well. So I'd been around property. I kind of understood the, the mortgage side and the property side, but I just, again, didn't know how people bought property. And that's what intrigued me. So yeah, I certainly was sold the idea and I thought this could this could be really good. I think that looking back to our mindset then, we certainly didn't know all the answers, did we, you know? And it was just kind of like, look, that looks okay. I love watching other people's progress in their early stages that they'd sort of achieved something a bit yeah. new. Um, we were watching, like I say, a lot of those videos on YouTube, weren't we? Um, but we didn't. We certainly didn't know all the processes. We didn't even know that we'd be starting something out together like that. We just went in with a bit of blind faith. Yeah. And, um, you know, a bit naive, I guess, at the time. But that's the way everything starts, isn't it? You know, like if you're an expert at something, then you're not starting it. Everyone so, is naive at one point. Yeah, Everyone but, has to learn something from it. You know, any sports person, any whatever, they've all had their first day in the gym. They weren't the professional they were at the end of their career when the first time they did something, you know. Yeah. So everyone's got to learn it, haven't they? So, and you get that by having that initial burst of, and, and actually to try something new, you have to have that kind of um, naivety a little bit. Because yeah. it, everything's a hard journey, you know. It's a hard journey to be a you know a, a bodybuilder or a fitness journey or lose some weight or something like that. So you have to believe that you have to have that naivety at the start to believe that you can achieve at the end. Probably without vision of all that rubbish you're going to have in between it. Yeah. So you know you have to have that. Else you'd never start anything, would you? Um, but yeah, we we did that. But you know, I suppose we we must have wanted something different. Um, you know, it's difficult to remember now because it was ten years ago. Um, but, you know, I, I obviously wasn't happy doing what I was doing, building extensions, and you weren't happy selling lights, else you wouldn't have been looking for something different, or yeah. we wouldn't have been looking for something different. So you go and start that journey, and you get the confidence from others, you learn from those outside of it, and then the opportunities that come along the way change the shape of your course, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And like I say, 
intrigue, I suppose, helped. We were interested. But again, naivety. So we, we were open to being taught. And I think that's the biggest the biggest key for a lot of people. People try and do it on their own. And you're going to Google a load of things. You'll get confused about what you're Googling. You won't know what's true, what's false. And you just get loads of mixed, mixed information. You can't make a decision from that. So you know, this is why over the time, eventually we started a training company to help people start like we started. And that's where, um, yeah, we've got a good reputation because we've started from the very beginning. We've helped people from the big, very beginning as well, exactly where we were all through the process. But with that, we've given a bit of guidance as well. And yeah, it's been a fantastic journey over the last 10 years. I've absolutely loved training people, still love training people. But it all started from that decision and that moment of making something different and having the, I suppose, the the choice to change. And I could have just stayed in the job, been comfortable, um, well, being uncomfortable, being comfortable, but um, yeah, and just staying in the job and not, not doing anything different, but I wanted to change something and needed that, that change. I think that um, there'll be a lot of people listening to this who can probably resonate with wanting to change something in their lives. Um, you know, like it doesn't have to be from the sort of trades background or building background. There'll definitely be people from trades who are thinking, well, how do I step up and do builds for myself rather than other people um, and around the trades? But it doesn't really matter what your job is, whether you're a, you know, we, an IT project manager or whether you're, you know, working in sales like Lloyd did. You know, if there's something that you want to change and you've always been intrigued by developments, you know, we, we've just done the last podcast last week was talking about, you know, what 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 um, opportunities there are next year and how the um, the market could change for next year. And we could get on a real good wave with it. So listen to that if you haven't already. But, you know, this is a good time to have a look at it into the new year. Now, I said earlier that property and developments isn't flicking a switch. It doesn't make you a, a millionaire overnight. It doesn't, you know, it has its challenges, believe me. But if you don't start a journey, you can never get to 10 years later, you can never get to the end of it, can you? So, um, you know, you should definitely consider what steps you need to take and don't let not knowing all of the steps in front of you stop you taking those steps because we would never start anything if that was the case, would we? No, no, absolutely. So um, Andy said that, well, you said Andy said, um, that you were very busy in before, like pre-2013 you were out quoting every night you were doing the on the tools as well sort of being in the houses and doing the extensions and looking after the guys on site as well and I think it took it took about a year to become a developer and what I mean by a developer is actually not being on the tools and being the conductor of the orchestra so it's the same we say all the time and it was the choice of looking at property developments we never intended to become developers straight away we were looking at becoming property investors buying single buy to lets but we both sort of looked at it and said well Andy's got the skills to become a developer in terms of knowing the construction side and looking after the construction elements um and it was like the first site you kind of were there for about two three weeks to start with and you're like yeah you know what I'll let the guys do that I'll, I'll empower some of your team up the chain a little bit and take sort of more control of the site on site and it allows you to then look at the rest of the bigger picture of the developer and that was I suppose a year process, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But if you look, the pain points really came from earlier than that. You know, probably about 2010, 2011, a couple of years before that. You know, that was the busiest time of my life. You know, yeah. when I was still working with the lads on site, um, but n- not really being able to do the job. But I, you know, I would think, well, I'd still do the carpentry, but I couldn't do the carpentry because I was 
being torn around, you know, asking questions all the time, you know, and, um, and, you know, I'd be there first thing till last thing and a real workaholic attitude where I was just working all the time. Didn't see my family, didn't see, um, didn't see my wife, my kids, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, out quoting jobs if I wasn't, you know, um, invoicing them so I could pay the people at the end of the week, you know, a whole chain of events, yeah, really. You, were, you had a team, but you were still a one-man band in sense because it was just you doing the quoting and looking after the sites and all sorts of, I guess. Well, I had, by having a team, I had more people that relied on me and, you yeah. know, subcontractors as well as the guys who worked for me. And I, I couldn't get out of that. So, you know, that's where the pain point came for change, really. And, um, you know, then I built my house, um, early 2013, late 2012, 2013. And I suppose that gave me the vision of getting out of that cycle and doing something a bit different. And um, I didn't really know how to do that, but that, you know, it, it spurred that on. So I suppose, you know, many people listening to this will have a similar version of that pain point, whether it's in building industry or whatever, um, you know, that it's doing something different, isn't it? So, so at the beginning of 2014, when we were starting the property journey, it is a journey, um, you were still doing the extensions before we started the site. So we started on site in September 2014. So that period between January and September, I guess you were transitioning to do your own developments. So you were still doing the sites, but it wasn't really what you wanted to do, was it? No, no. Well, we, we picked the site up pretty quickly, um, which isn't the norm. And, you know, it's probably had a lot of risks attached to that. But, you know, it kind of worked out for us at the time, I suppose. We picked the site up quite quickly and it had... Um, it had lapsed planning, so we managed to get the plan in. Again, the market was different to what it is now. We got the plan in um, quite quickly as well, within six weeks. So we were actually on that site in September 2014. So there was that little bit of a lag, if you like, six months to get up and running. But we were actually on our site then, um, doing the build ourselves from September 2014. In between that, we did some HMOs, didn't we? Yeah. So we got some smaller stuff, but we only really had the vision of that. The start of 2014, we didn't even know what HMO was. For those who don't know, it's House of Multiple Occupancy. You know, it's a shared house. But, you know, that's how, how much we built our knowledge up quite quickly. We didn't even know what that term was. And within probably three months, we were doing our own one of them, weren't we? And we'd bought a, a small house where we did a four-bed, then we did a five- or six-bed. Um, and they were the ones what buffered us to get to the getting on that site. And then we did that site. We actually did our second site overlapping with the first site. Um, in the end, for 11 houses. So we did eight houses was our first site, 11 houses was our second site. So, you know, actually, yeah. it didn't feel quick at the time, did it? It felt really, really slow. But reality is when you look back, you know, I think when, when, we're, when we're living something, it quite often feels in property that things could be going quicker. But when we look back, you know, even just talking it through there, that's, it was quite a crazy journey in the first couple of years, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people just get uh, scared to getting started. Mm. Um, and it's the fear of actually doing something different and the fear of actually starting is probably the biggest hurdles to get over. Once you're over that, then it's kind of a, yeah, it's, it's a process then. You've got to find a site, you've got to, you're in the journey, but starting is the biggest, the biggest fear, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you're probably listening to this now and you're possibly in that, in that situation we just mate, talked about. They're all about. on carb comas from Christmas. <laughs> yeah. They're asleep by now, mate. Yeah. We just bored them to death. Yeah, we're 15 minutes in, so, um, <laughs> You know, look, you're probably researching, you're probably going through a lot of information and there's, there is so much information out there. So it's, it's what to choose. Like we're not right for everyone, um, but we have education. We, we are teaching people. January course is sold out. 
um, which is always the case. The beginning of the year is always busy because everyone wants to do new year, new me, new career, all sorts. So it's a great time to get started. But if you're on that fence, just just do what's comfortable for you. I say that, but then also think you need to push your comfort zone a little bit as well. But do what you feel is comfortable. So take it step by step. Comfort's a killer, mate. Yeah. I don't like that word. No. Not, not in this context. Yeah. You know, do what's comfortable for you. Well, none of you are going to do anything then because yeah. doing something which is worthwhile is very rarely comfortable. Um, so, you know, you've got to think about that, I suppose. So um, basically, book onto our course. We can help you get started. Okay. There's, straight away. Well, yeah. But like you say, you can't do January. March, there are still, well, when we're recording this, there was a few spaces left. Um, so I don't know whether you know the dates for that, but first to the third. <coughs> so yeah, few on that. But look, if you want to get you, 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 you can only get started from now. You know, you don't want to be. What do they say that the best time to start something new is ten years ago? Second best time is now. You don't want to be in ten years' time wanting to do it ten years ago. No. So, which is you know I suppose relevant for ten years for us, isn't it? But yeah. So look, 2024, make it the year that you're going to make a change, and yeah, you're ten years after where we started. So. Yeah, we started 10 years ago. Now is the time for you to start.